Welcome to On the Line, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. Today on the line, we have the one and only Bill Riddle. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Bill. Well, thank you, Jenny. I'm uh, excited to be chatting with you um, and looking forward to coming back to Alabama. Yes, yes. Um, Bill is one of our featured presenters at our upcoming USPTA Alabama workshop on Saturday, August 17th at Old Overton Club in Birmingham. Um, Bill, you presented at the USPTA Alabama workshop um, a few years ago, and one particular drill that you did, uh, one, one particular phrase uh, has really stuck with me. I use it all the time, and I always cite you as my source. You know, you have to cite your sources. <laughs> Um, I'm an English, yeah, I'm an English major. I have to, I, I don't plagiarize. Um, right. <laughs> and so the phrase uh, that stuck with me was, hit it high, you die. And I just think that's so funny. And, uh, uh, you know, when you're working with ladies um, and, you know, and you're talking, getting them up to the net, um, you know, that's obviously so true. But I just think that phrase is an easy one to, to, to stick with you in your head. Um, so your presentation at this year's workshop is on court also. Um do you want to give us a little preview of, of some things that you're going to talk about on court? Yeah, so, you know, the presentation this year is going to be a little bit more focused on that uh, that low intermediate, say, 3-0 uh, ladies, doubles teams, mm -hmm. or club teams, um, U.S. teams, those type things. And uh, what, what I'm actually doing this year is just kind of integrating a few things that that, you know, now that I'm back in the college um, scene and coaching college again, trying to maybe uh, convey some of the messaging that, that we do on the college courts uh, with the players back to some of the, the you know, maybe uh, lesser experienced, um, you know, ladies teams that, that we all work with at, at the clubs and facilities and uh, maybe try to bridge a little gap between those. I know they're two different um kind of animals, but uh, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, that, that they need to know. And being back in the call scene kind of brought those things back to my mind. And it's, it's been somewhat refreshing for me to to be back in that mindset. And, and to some extent has helped me kind of myself just get refreshed from, from, from club coaching. Well, I know I know what a great pro you are. And, and it, it, one of the marks of, of – a great pro and an experienced pro is being able to do exactly what you just said, being able to take a drill and modify it, um, whether to make it more challenging for a higher level player or, you know, make it easier, um, less challenging, you know, more, more friendly for less experienced players um, or players of different abilities. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I love that you can kind of go in your, <laughs> that file that's in the, in your mind there, you can kind of <laughs> scroll through the file and, and go, okay, how can I make it more challenging or less challenging? And how can I make it fit the need of the group right here in front of me? Um, you know, so right. I, know, I know that's a, a, a special skill and, and I know you have it. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's interesting because we all kind of get into our, our daily routines on, on court and we, you know, everybody gets comfortable. I, I, I do it as well. And you, you have to find ways to, you know, to get out of that comfort zone a little bit. And sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you're, you're fortunate enough, uh, you know, like with me with this, this transition back to, to coaching college, help me to, to do that. Sometimes it's being on a different court in a different um, environment. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny how, clubs and facilities 
almost go to the exact same court, stand in the exact same spot. Yeah. And so they only see the world from that one vantage point. Right. And, and even standing on the you know, if you normally one direction, go to the other side, look at it from a different perspective. It, it's funny how it just changes how you may approach that day or that grill or that practice. Yes, definitely. I mean, you know, you have to mix it up. You have to keep it fresh. Um, and, and like you said, you have to see, see the court from different perspectives and, and kind of be able to kind of put yourself in the shoes of the people that are on the court and go, okay, you know, maybe this is a lady that, you know, doesn't know the rest of the group and, and maybe she's right. nervous about coming out. And, you know, I mean, so you, the different perspectives from kind of moving around and, and getting a feel for, for the group and a feel for what, you know, they want and being able to meet those needs and, and, and make everybody happy. Wouldn't that be nice if we could just make everybody happy all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if, uh, if anybody knows how to do that, uh, please call or write in because Jenny, I would, we would both like to know how that's uh, going yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to know that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but definitely, you know, being perceptive of the group at hand and, um, and then, and then kind of fitting your, you know, cause I know, some people like to write out uh, lesson plans and have it on a clipboard, and I've certainly done that before myself. And then other times, you know, it's always planned and then improvised. You know, <laughs> you know right. a lot yeah. of times I find that, that I'll take a plan out there on the court with me and then don't do any of it. You just you go, you improvise because of the way that the group, the group, the makeup of the group or the feeling of, of that day. And you go, okay, no, what I had planned is not going to work. <laughs> you know, right. you got to go back in the file. Yeah. <laughs> so, Most definitely. Yeah. So, so with this transition to college coaching, and I know you've, you've coached college before and you've won, um, you've gotten some great recognition. Actually, you've been the USPTA Southern college coach of the year twice. Um, and an intercollegiate award winner twice for um, community support. So those are those are two great um, great awards there. So congratulations on that. Um, well, so how um, how how has it been getting back into the college coaching? Well, you know it was interesting. I was looking uh, at the time. It, it kind of came about and was a really good opportunity and, and kind of fit all the things that that. I feel about as far as, you know, opportunities and, and uh, student athletes and, um, you know, close to home, so I didn't have to, to move. And, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. The, the difference in, in, say, the last period, because it's been more than 10 years since I was in the college scene, it's, it's changed a little bit. You know, as we know, um, kids in this generation are quite different. So the last six and kind of, uh, you know, getting back in touch with that age range mm -hmm. uh, of young men and young women and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to relate and what to say and what not to say and, right. you know, things like that. Uh, and then also just try to, you know, get out there and, and recruit and, and talk to kids. I, I take a different approach. I mean, I really, I really want to see uh, American kids playing college tennis, and I, I want to give them opportunities and uh, win, lose, or draw. I think that's important uh, from, from where I come from. And, mm -hmm. and then also I want to give kids here in the, the Southeast uh, opportunities to play. As um, you know, there, There's a place for every every kid out there to play somewhere in college. 
you just have to you have to just dig a little or you know uh, do your homework. But but every kid out there that wants to play can can find a place because there's there's coaches everywhere looking. That is such an important thing to say, and and I I say this to to some of my players all the time that maybe don't think of you know, smaller schools or other opportunities, they're going, oh, I'm not good enough to go to, you know, here in Alabama, Alabama or Auburn or something like that. And I'm like, those aren't the only two schools. Like, you know, right. there, you know there are other schools. Is that, you know, you, you – and I remember this myself. Um, I've, I'm a huge Alabama fan, obviously, you know that. But um, I wanted – and so I wanted to go to Alabama, but I wanted to play tennis, and I knew I couldn't play tennis at Alabama. And um, – so it was actually a big decision of, you know, do I go to a smaller school and play or do I go to Alabama and, and have a whole lot of fun? And, right, right. And, and um, I've, I've obviously chose to, to play. I graduated from Sanford and uh, loved my time there. Um, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I'm so yeah. glad that I played. And, and so I try to tell people all the time, I'm like, there are opportunities out there. There are places you can go and play tennis. It, this might not be when the big school that maybe, you know, you've, you've watched on TV or something. But, um, you know, right. if you want to play college tennis, there, there are places you can go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this past weekend, we, we, you and I both were lucky enough to be at the, the USPTA Southern Conference uh, in Nashville. And, you know, MJ Garnett, who's a club pro, but also the head coach at, at Christian Brothers University down in Memphis, you know, gave us some information. And I, I think the number was right at 2,000 different uh, universities that, that offer tennis um, across the United States. Uh, and you just just look at the numbers there. And if, if every team had eight on a team, there's a lot of opportunities. And you know, I know there's a big thing about foreign players taking spots, but, um, you know, you and I both know there's – Lots of opportunities at schools that are, that are under that radar that are traditionally, you know, not big football schools mm-hmm. um, that you, you go get a great education, you, you compete, you play at every kind of level you can imagine. Um, you know, and then the other thing that people overlook, too, is like, you know, they start somewhere uh, smaller and, and hone my skills and become a better player or athlete or more experienced. And then who's to say I can't, you know, for up to D2, D1 or, or wherever the case may be. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's just not a traditional pathway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's, so, there's a lot of options out there. I just try to tell people all the time, like, there, there's just a lot of options. You know, you just – and it's, it's so easy to do a little bit of research now um, with all the technology that we have. I mean, it's, it's – you know, you just encourage – I try to encourage the players and, and to say, you know, um, just, just – you know, look, just do a little looking, do a little digging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah look beyond what you what you, yeah. you think or what maybe your friends are saying or what you think is the norm, and, and there's there's opportunities. Yep. Yep. So, um, back to to coaching ladies, because uh, that's what um, you're going to be presenting about um, at our workshop. So, what are some of your um, biggest uh i don't know if philosophy is the right word but some of some of the things the main things that you try to get across to um the the players that have a little bit less experience maybe they didn't grow up playing sports at all so they've never really competed and so i don't care what age you are 
if you've never really been in a competitive situation that it involves stress, you know, I mean, it, it's a, an anxiety. And so how do, how do you kind of prepare your players to make the transition from, you know, being, having fun in clinic with your friends or having fun, you know, in a private lesson with your coach uh, to then, oh my goodness, now I'm playing a match and it means something, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I, 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 you just kind of touched on it right there. Is that I, I try to get um, the the you know the club level player to understand we're, we're trying to make uh, the best uh, gumbo you've ever had, and, <laughs> and and by and everything relates back to food with me, Jenny, as you know. Um, but 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 it, it it needs to be you know that mixture of your private lesson time with your clinic time with your maybe even mix in some cardio tennis mm-hmm. and you've got team practice and you've got your USTA match and your club match. And, and then also, by the way, just, you know, play maybe the club round Robin where you get to play with some people that you normally wouldn't play with in your normal kind of a team or peer group. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you take that approach right there and you, you just uh, take it all in um, I find that a you you become a, a better and more well-rounded player, but also you really kind of have fun with it. Yes. Um, yes. Those players that get pigeonholed into, I, I only play three O and I only play with these certain people. I find they get frustrated and burn out and they don't enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it, then you're just not going to excel at it. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Right. You know, and, and this is one of those phrases that, you know, tennis pros love to say, you know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta learn to love the battle, you know, I mean, right. you, you know, I know some people that, um, they'll only play matches they think that they know they can win, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <You> right. <know? laughs> and, or, you know, I know parents that'll maybe play their kids up in a division and then there's no pressure because, you know, it's like, oh, we don't expect him to win. We want him to play up just to get the experience. Um, and the, I'm like, well, that's okay. But, you know, if you're right. going out there and you're like, we, we don't care. We expect him to lose. No big deal. And I'm like, well, then that's not how I, I well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's different ways yeah. to approach competition. And I, I uh, um, not arguing. Yeah, it has to be. You mean what we're yeah. doing for the kids in, in variety, it has to the same thing for the, the club level players they have to get a little bit out of their comfort zone they have to uh you know, play with a variety of different people and, and unfortunately i think right now um play opportunity through you know usda and club leagues that uh, unfortunately I, I see a lot of times where the players are they play three or four matches a week and they never really kind of practice they don't take time off and then before they got these people injuries, it kind of leave thing. You know, it, it has to be, um, uh, you know, a, a mixture and uh, a better approach sometimes. There's that burnout, even at the club level. Oh, oh, definitely. That That's really um, kind of a hot topic right now that, you know, with all the different league offerings, um, through USTA especially, but also, you know, there's there's local league play um, in different cities, you know, like Atlanta and there in Nashville and, you know, what y'all's are, is it Malta that y'all have? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so there, there are so many opportunities that, that if you get caught up in playing matches all the time, you, you know, then you're not really willing to make 
changes in your game because anytime you make a change, it gets worse before it gets better. <laughs> and, right. and if you're just competing all the time, it's, it's hard to convince somebody to, to work on their game because you, you know, you don't want to lose. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're going to go back to what you're comfortable doing, not the new thing that maybe you're working on. So, so yeah, there, you got to find that balance between um, practicing you know, whether it's clinics, lessons, some of both, and competing, and, and you know, again, when you find that magic number, let me know. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but it well, it's a little, a little different for everybody, depending on their skill level and their, their availability, but, um, but you know, you, you find that, that burnout um, way too often uh, because they're just kind of solely focused on, on match play and, and that's it. And, you know, we need, we need all the tennis players we can, we can get, we don't want to lose any, we want to continue to, you know, grow our base, but also make it attractive for new players to come in as well. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, so what, what are some things that you have done at your clubs to, um, to attract new players? Do you have like social events or like, or bring a fan, friend, like a member guest, um, what kind of things do you do to, to try to you know, get more get more play, get more people playing? Well, I mean, one of the things we, we started last last summer um, that went really really well for us that we just kind of brought back the the and the tennis apprentice southern southern USTA has the tennis apprentice and we kind of brought that model back where you know the the players would show up we give them a racket we do six weeks and we get them right into some type of of organized or semi-organized show up and play. it's not it's not necessarily a team we don't put them necessarily into usta leagues or or things like that but we then go from uh you know hitting in the clinics to look you can't come to the next session until you start to play a little bit because just taking lessons or just taking clinics isn't gonna you know necessarily make you a tennis player and and at some point you'll get tired of just the instruction you you want to be able to play with your friends and um it kind of kind of pushing them just a little bit to to play you know because new players are, are typically very self-conscious and you know they they never really kind of feel like they're ready um and and you almost have to kind of just toss them into the the deeper into the pool just right. a little bit to, <laughs> right. to get them there you know that's right no that's so true it's so true you know because it, it's scary and you know it, it um I always tell players, I'm like, you know, you can't walk out there and expect to, you know, be be on fire for the, you know, take the world on fire right from the very beginning. You know, it's like, it's okay to lose. It's okay. You're, you're going to lose some matches, you know, and then you're going to win some matches and, you know, right. it's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're still Sometimes gonna... just kind of teaching them how, how how to lose and what to take from a, from a loss. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, that's a huge. You know, and spin it huge. in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, because it can be, you know, I mean, the easy one is, well, that the other player was just simply better, more experienced, doing it longer, you know, right. you know, better level of fitness, something like that. But if once you go past that, there are so many other things that you can talk about with the player, like there are other areas of adversity, you know, you know, because I've, I've, I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten after the match, you know, I get a call from a lady, she goes, I just couldn't play because she was cheating. And I'm like, well... <laughs> You know, and it's and it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You know, you're gonna run across somebody that, it, and maybe it's true, maybe it's perceived to be, but right. you know, you're gonna have to figure out how to deal with it. 
you know, or yeah. or the different styles of play. You know, if somebody, you know, my nemesis would be somebody that just slices the ball low all the time, and I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> you know, or, or hitting it too hard or, or too soft. You know, some people are like, that's not tennis. The ball's too soft. I, that's not even tennis. And I'm like, did she beat you? Uh, yes. I'm like, right. Well, it was, it was tennis. Let me, I'll assure you it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, different, different styles of play, uh, you know, so learning to kind of deal, deal with all that, you know, is so it, you feel so vulnerable walking out on the court that, that you know, and that your friends aren't necessarily there, the coach isn't there. And it's like, Ooh, it gets kind of lonely out there sometimes. <laughs> Hundred percent. And sometimes they're just they're they're really nervous about playing with that that group that's been playing for six months or a year or two years or you know that their perception of what uh, the other players are like is is typically uh, way off base and you know you kind of ease them into it with some some fun club you know doubles or some some club round robins and things like that and just for the most part it's really being encouraging just. Yes. Encouraging them to be out on the court, encouraging them to play, yes. encouraging them to to win or lose, take something away from it, and and then next thing you know, hopefully you've built a, a new tennis player. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and that's such a good point too of, of easing them into it through through socials and things at the club that aren't as scary. Yeah. <laughs> right. A little, yeah. a little bit uh, more more. Um, not quite as vulnerable, I guess I should say, you know, if you feel a little bit more yeah. comfortable and you're having fun with your friends, um, you know, and if, and if, and if that's what the player wants ultimately, and they don't want to play league and go beyond that, Hey, that's fine too. You know, I mean, I think right. even knowing what your player's goals are when you're talking about, you know, adult, adult league play or adult, just adult play in general, you know, I mean, what do you want out of this? You know? Right. So that's 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 important. Um, so, what are some of your favorite drills? <laughs> well, I I uh, I'm always in favor of live ball stuff mm-hmm. uh, because as I tell players all the time, so I've, I've played a lot of matches and no one's ever fed me a ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. And I'm, I'm not discounting you know what we do as coaches sometimes with a hand feed or a you know, bucket feed, something like that. But, you know, at least half the time, you know, that player has to be uh, ready, willing, and able to handle a, a live ball and, and all that comes with, uh, uh, you know, a live ball. The, yes, the good and bad and the spins and everything else. But um, but th- those type drills where, you know, there's, there's uh, extended rallies or we work towards extended rallies, mm-hmm. um, the situational point play, um, you know, one serves, three serves, serve from the service line, and then you've got to make a decision either to move up and move back. You know, mm-hmm. th- things like that for me that that I find in, in real-life tennis, I try to implement as much as possible into into our practices and our clinics. And whether it be – and here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether it's a group of, uh, you know, intermediate kids or three, five ladies or, you know, the college team. Um, finding ways to, to, you know, make them uncomfortable um, till they become comfortable, mm-hmm. and then and then ways to put them in real life situations. Yep, that's right. That's a hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, um, I completely agree with you on the sort of the, the style of of the drill structure. 
as far as being more live ball, um, I, I definitely prefer that as well because if, if you look at any just about any other sport, practices look like what it's going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And so, so we need to, to go in that direction as well. Um, yeah, there's certainly a, a time and a place where you are looking at repetition if you're working on a specific technique or, or a specific shot, something like that. Um, right. So there is definitely a place for it, but, but I much prefer um, putting the players in different situations that they're going to encounter when they are actually playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, practice what you're yeah. actually going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're also um, going to get to uh, come to our restaurant while you're in town. <laughs> well, you know, if, if we're going to be honest with each other, and, and, we, and we always are, uh, it, it's one of the selling points for me to come back to Alabama was a chance to go to the restaurant. I, unfortunately, I, I had to miss the grand opening. I got the invite, yep. and... Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward because when I'm there at the restaurant, I'm going to get to do an interview with you for for my uh, social media show around the court, around the world, which will be done from, I'm hoping, the kitchen yeah, yep. of the restaurant. Yep, yep, that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that, too. <laughs> so I'm secretly, I'm I, I'm Guy Fieri on the inside, but on the outside, I'm Bill Riddle. So I, I'm so looking forward to this. Yeah, well, me too, me too. And, well, Bill, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing you, and um, and I, I hope I pick up another, um, I know I will, I know I'll always learn something from your presentations, and, you know, kind of the, the hit it high, you die. Um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna come back with a new phrase uh, uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jenny, thank you for the opportunity, and I can't wait to come back to, to Birmingham. All righty. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. All right.